1: My friends, I welcome you. I'm Dennis Prager. It is a joy to be with you. I will be in Denver this evening for a cigar event. It's now the, it's now uh, the the thing the go-to thing for me for many of my stations cigar events, which I find fascinating and, needless to say, highly enjoyable. The ability to smoke while talking. <laughs> oh God. troubled world and I'm blessed to be able to do a great deal and enjoy myself but I of course I have been enjoying myself since the beginning I have been since the beginning of the lockdown because I have disregarded every one of the rules that these fools have mandated here's an example of the fools mandating just in literally I got this a minute ago this is from Reuters, not known for being a conservative source of news. Melbourne cases hit record despite two months of lockdown. The Australians have really gone down, in, in my opinion. I've been to Australia many times, I've loved the Australians. And like the Minnesotans, are a lot of nice people, but apparently a lot of nice people who are quite okay with the government ruling their lives. See, life is complex. It doesn't take bad people for bad to get done. How's that? That's one of the most important lessons of my life. It does not take bad people for evil to prevail. Massive numbers of nice people help the evil. Okay? Everyone who votes left, not liberal, I have no problem with people voting liberal. I think they're wrong, but I have no problem morally. It is immoral to vote for the left, which means at this time the Democratic Party, which is ruining this country by the day. But I will get back to that in a moment. So Melbourne, interesting. Two months of lockdown after really – it's really been a year of lockdown. Melbourne's COVID-19 cases surged to record levels on Thursday. That's today. Because it's already tomorrow in Melbourne. With officials blaming illegal home gatherings to watch key sporting events. There you go. There you go. So what does that mean for the officials indefinite non-gathering with family or friends, indefinitely, until when exactly? Till there are no cases, but then there will be cases when they get back together. Officials in the West are almost to a person, power-hungry, arrogant fools. I said this from the beginning, that the lockdown was the greatest worldwide mistake in history. I have been proven so right, and it's not an ego thing. However, it should give me credibility in your eyes, rather than Fauci, rather than Biden, rather than the West in general, certainly the English-speaking countries. I'm supposed to speak in Canada on Saturday night, but uh, no, I can't. Canada won't let me in because I'm not vaccinated. Even if I had the COVID they, wouldn't, uh, COVID, they wouldn't let me in, even though it would be the first time in history it is better to have a vaccine than to have had the virus. Well, there's a picture of Trudeau up there uh, with a mask on. He's saving lives, saving lives. Let me continue with this piece. They blamed the gatherings illegal. Illegal, first of all, that whole sentence needs to be parsed. Illegal home gatherings. In the Soviet Union, there weren't illegal home gatherings. You couldn't gather with a Westerner in your home, but you could gather with another Soviet citizen in your home. They noted who was there. What's up? I'm sorry? My piece? Oh, this piece is up? Okay, good. This piece, the piece I'm citing right now is up at DennisPrager.com. I got the up signal, and I didn't know what it might be. So everything about this sentence is so revealing authorities in victoria home to melbourne estimated near, nearly a third of thursday's 1438 new infections could be traced back to home parties last weekend to watch the australian rules football grand final on television i wonder how they did it the police stopped cars and asked them what what are you doing on the road i guess they these people ev- they evaded the police to watch to watch a uh, what uh, football Aussie. Aussie rule football I love it it's my favorite football Aussie rules Wow Many of these cases were completely avoidable I'm not trying to blame anyone what does that mean Do you, do you realize everything about this is dishonest He's not tr- It's avoidable you you lock down breakers You lock down breakers thank you thank you but I'm not blaming you. I'm simply trying to explain because a lot of people will be scratching their heads. How could it have gone up by so much so fast? State Premier Daniel Andrews said during a media briefing. How did he meet the meet, How did he brief the media? I guess by Zoom. Officials admitted Thursday's number—a fifty percent jump to Wednesday's nine hundred fifty cases—is quote a major setback in managing the flare-up. As they race to vaccinate the state's 5.5 million adult population, half of the state's population above 16 have received their first dose. That's all? They're they're so crazed and that's all that have received it? As officials have, the intervals between Pfizer shots in state-run vaccine hubs to three weeks after supplies rose. Well... Mm-hmm. um as I scroll down, I am passing an ad for a Swiss fingernail clipper. Should I read that Tempting. Tempting, I actually bought it I actually bought the the other one They make two <laughs> You are sitting, my dear producer, with the biggest sucker for uh what is it clickbait in America. The amount of time I spend on clickbait how do they look now (laughs) I don't the the hilarity is I don't even know who half of them are that's the joke how does so-and-so whom I never heard of in my life look now I didn't know how he or she looked then (laughs) and I'm still going page to page see there you know nobody you what yeah okay good well i'm gonna play that in a moment there's something about me that you my listeners would not have expected so as uh as one caller put it dennis you are transparent which is true Yes, that's a very fair question. How many clicks do I do before I give up? Um when, see the first one that that they show is the is the one you're interested in. But after 30 if it hasn't shown up uh I I frustratedly give up. So I I see what, so here is the answer now, Uh, Mr. Producer, I have an answer. In Australia, they will only apparently allow people to leave their homes except for emergencies and food when every single one is vaccinated, which will take, if they've only had 50% now, it's endless. They want zero COVID cases? Yeah. yeah, but if there's, so I see, so, but they, have, they there's no way to know that there are zero COVID cases. There's no way to know it, that you'd have to test every single inhabitant every week. There's no possible way to know it that there's zero COVID cases. There are asymptomatic carriers. There are people who've been vaccinated who carry it. I don't think it's zero. I, I, I don't know how, I don't know how they, I think it's every single person is vaccinated. 1-8 Prager seven seven six eight seven seven two four three Triple seven six.
0: The Dennis Prager
1: Show.
3: 800
1: 500 Hey, 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 I can't wait for you to hear the governor, governor, the gubernatorial governor of New York. I could spend the entire show giving you an exegesis. Ah. Here's a question for you. How many talk show hosts in America this year will have used the word exegesis? Well, Sean answered that with the speed of light, one. I'm not uh, not claiming it's impressive, just I acknowledge it's rare. Okay, let's hear the, the governor of New York State, Governor Hochul.
3: I prayed a lot to God during this time. And you know what? God did answer our prayers. He made the smartest men and women, the scientists, the doctors, the researchers. He made them come up with a vaccine. That is from God to us. And we must say thank you, God. Thank you. And I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say I'm vaccinated. All of you. Yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones. But, you know, there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know, okay, this.
1: hold on a sec. You know- that's precious. Imagine if our side ever said that. If you don't agree with the right, you're not listening to God. Do you They're realize, the smart ones, but oh, you know there's people
3: out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. Right.
1: So imagine, imagine, it's always important to put the shoe on the other foot and imagine that. We would be called religious fanatics, Taliban-type Americans... Bible thumpers, thank you, that's right, Bible thumper. Hey, is thumper ever used outside of Bible? I never heard somebody say, so what did you do yesterday? I I thumped. Let's thump this weekend. You never hear it. Isn't that interesting? It's just Bible thumpers. (laughs) I'm a Bible thumper. I don't even know what thumper means, but I am one. So is she. How's that? You're not listening to God if you don't get a vaccine. So I'm curious, would she apply that to masks on two-year-olds? Our smartest are telling us to mask two-year-olds. Is that smart, Governor Hochul? Is that listening to God, too? I think if you listen to God, you don't put a mask on a two-year-old. Or a three-year-old, or a four-year-old, or a five-year-old, or a six-year-old, or a seven-year-old, or an eight-year-old, or a nine-year-old, or a ten-year-old. I think if you're listening to God, you would have sent your kid to school last year. But teachers were cowards and leftists. Bad combination, and they're usually synonymous. Continue, Sean.
3: You know who they are. I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught us to love one another. So
1: tell me something, Governor Hochul. Was banning people from visiting their dying parents for a year, loving as Jesus wanted it, you fake? Oh, man, I love when the left quote the Bible. I love it because I know the Bible better than 99% of them and they get it all wrong thou is loving let your parent die alone supposedly masks work why couldn't you visit your parent or God forbid your child or a friend friends are pretty precious when the left talks about loving other people I puke It's a hate-filled world on the left. But the devil can quote scripture. There are people who defended slavery using the Bible. Right? Anybody can use it. Let's go on.
3: And how do you show that love but to care about each other enough to say... Please get vaccinated because I love you. I want you to live. I want our kids to be safe when they're in school. And have
1: kids get vaccinated when the chances of their dying of COVID are are in the realm of being killed in a car crash. But they should get the vaccine too, though we have no idea what, we have no idea. It's not anybody's fault. We have no idea what the long-term effects of, of vaccines are, especially on girls and their fertility. We have no idea whatsoever. Is that correct, Governor Hochul? Do you know what will be in five years for kids getting vaccinated? Do you, can you tell me why they should get vaccinated? Should? Must?
3: Go on, please. When they're in schools, I want you to be safe when you go to a doctor's office or to a hospital and are treated by somebody. You don't want to get the virus from them. Right. You're People are getting virus
1: and- from nurses. There you go. What's your evidence of that? But she knows better than all these nurses who don't want to get vaccinated. She knows much better what the vaccine entails. What do they know? They're just nurses. Right? And they don't listen to God. Governor Hochul and the left do. Go on, it gets You're worse.
3: already sick or you wouldn't be there. Yeah. We have to solve this, my friends. I need every one of you. I need you to let them know that this is how we can get fight, fight this pandemic, come back to normal. And then start talking about the real issues that we have to. Fighting systemic racial injustice, which exists today. And if there's a denier, I will take you on any day because I've seen it. Okay, Uh, okay.
1: Good. Keep that. If there's a denier, I will take you on. How much money would you like us to give to any fund you want for you to debate Larry Elder on systemic racism in America? You're a phony. She wouldn't take anybody on. No leftist debates these issues. They only smear. It's a total lie what this governor just said. I'll take any any denier on. I deny that there's systemic racism in America. Okay, you want to take me on?
3: And if there's a dot denier, I will take you on any day because I've seen it. I know it exists. Right.
1: She ha- No, I, she has seen it. Anyone who's on the left has seen it. That is true. Because the only systemic racism in this country is on the left. Change standards for blacks is as racist as it gets. We on the left believe blacks are inferior. I swear to the holy God, I believe leftists think blacks are inferior. The left believes in segregation, black dormitories, black graduations. The Ku Klux Klan and the left are the only Americans who believe in black dormitories. Okay? Black only is Jim Crow and the left. Or, to put it in shorthand, Democrats. The Democratic Party has been scummy from its founding to this day. All it does is damage the country. Republicans have done a lot of damage, too, but they've done a hell of a lot more good. And they were founded, by the way, to oppose slavery. The Dennis Prager Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you about an interesting supplement that has made a big deal in my life. I had the the pins and needles feeling in my feet. I've had it for about 25 years. It got quite intense. So among the things I did is I had inserts put in, which helped because it lifted the bone from the nerve and I threw away the inserts last year after I started taking Nerve Renew. I read about Nerve Renew on the internet and so I tried it out and amazingly after about a year, it doesn't happen overnight, I got rid of the inserts I had worn for 10 years. It's minimal the uh, the pins and needles effect that I have. I'd like you to try it out. Go to NerveRenew.com. They offer two-week trial of their product and a one-year money-back guarantee at NerveRenew.com or your two-week trial now. I ask them to advertise. That's how effective I think the product is. NerveRenew.com Ah, my cup, ruth, my cup runneth over. I feel that each day, and I hope... And I know you know it, so I don't even have to belabor the point. And you know what it is about? It's about many things, about family, and it is about friends, and it is about the phenomenal people my work has enabled me to meet. One of them is Brian Keating, professor of astrophysics at UC San Diego. And he has done, how many PragerU videos? Two, which is a big deal. Three. Is it three or two? It's two, two, two and
4: videos book. and a and
1: a book club. Two videos and a book club. But who's counting?
0: <laughs>
1: Brian Keating is a I professor. Get tenure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if you have tenure yet at Prager. You, you, but you're, you're you're getting there. <clears throat> you are our favorite astrophysicist. I will say that his new book. He has a great new book out, which I just ordered the audible to. By the way, who's reading it? Is it you?
4: I read the intro and the
1: conclusion, uh, but it's read by a professional Yeah, no, no, I have that actor. too. I have that with my book. Yeah. So yeah, that's fine. His new book is Into the Impossible. Think like a Nobel Prize winner. Lessons from laureates, that is people who have won the Nobel Prize, to stoke curiosity, spur collaboration, and ignite imagination in your life and career. By the way, I might, I might add. Professor Brian, that is the longest title of a book that I have ever had on the show. <laughs> I got paid by the word. <laughs> so but what it is? Paid, Dennis. I'm, I'm sorry. 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 No, no, go ahead. I said,
4: speaking of getting paid, the the Kindle version is just 99 cents through Tuesday. Uh, the ebook version on Amazon, and I did that because nobody writes a book about Nobel Prize winning wisdom to get rich. Unlike those greedy, venal authors of biblical commentary. Yeah,
1: who exactly, you're right. I mean, people have known, been known to become overnight millionaires writing commentaries on Deuteronomy. It's It's well known. It's the road to riches, a commentary on Leviticus. <laughs> oh, God, is that ever true? Anyway... Uh, I, oh, good. So I'll get both. I already ordered the audible. I'm going to order that for ninety nine cents because then I could underline and everything. Okay. So, so this is you have a podcast, and this is you edited your interviews with Nobel laureates. Is that correct? Yes, <clears throat> because I think
4: you know the key question that animates you and me. I think Dennis is how can we make wisdom sort of more prominent than knowledge. And I realized I was interviewing all these people that won Nobel Prizes, which means they have a lot of knowledge. I think everybody will say that. Uh, But did they have any wisdom? And that was the question that I was seeking to answer with my podcast, Into the Impossible and my YouTube channel. And I wanted to really distill the most important life lessons from these otherworldly intellects in a way that could be understood by anybody. It's not a science book. There's no equations in it, no homework problems will be assigned. But the essence of my question was, can you convert knowledge into wisdom? And, and if not, how can we glean as much wisdom from people that have knowledge? Because I think I've had on people I vehemently disagree with on my podcast, as I know you have as well. But the question is, can you learn? And as the Talmud says, who is wise he who learns from every person, But the question I really wanted to prove out is whether or not that holds in the case of people in STEM or science, technology, engineering, and math,
1: which you often say is the main reason to go to a traditional college nowadays. So, all right. So you've really posed the the major question here, or as they used to say, the $64,000 question. Do you find a linkage between great knowledge and great wisdom?
4: I did, especially in these folks, because these nine men, unfortunately, I did try to interview the two living female Nobel Prize winners in physics, they both rejected me, which took me back to the feelings I experienced in high school of rejection um, (laughs) from brilliant women. (laughs) But there's only two of them. uh, So I'm going to keep trying. Hope springs eternal. And I did find that, Dennis, because these men in this uh, series of interviews were incredibly vulnerable. They were telling me things that, you know, sometimes they had never admitted to anybody. And actually, the impetus for sitting down and writing the actual book and transcripts, it's not just a dump of transcripts. It's not, you know, just some lightly, you know, edited fluff. It's actually very hardcore deep dives into issues of mentorship, of fatherhood, of
1: influence. Of- All right, hold on there. This is really, uh, it's, this is unique. Brian Keating's book is up at Dennis com. There's a reason Gun Owners of America is known as the only no-compromise gun lobby in Washington. From lobbying in the halls of Congress and the executive branch to battling in the courts, wherever your Second Amendment rights are being infringed, GOA and their grassroots army are there. GOA has never compromised on the Second Amendment in its 45-year history. GOA's mission is simple, to protect, defend, and restore the Second Amendment. GOA has a special offer for my listeners and a free gift. It's up to us to protect the Second Amendment. Please, visit gunowners.org gunowners.org forward slash Prager to join in this important battle for liberty. That's gunowners.org forward slash Prager. Before I get back to Brian Keating, professor of astrophysics, Brian Keating has a book. I already ordered the Audible and I'm going to get the uh, I'm going to have it in every edition there is except uh, Braille. And uh, the the book is Think Like a Nobel, excuse me, Into the Impossible, Think Like a Nobel Prize winner and lessons from his interviews and he asks the big questions and and that's the beauty and he got them to open up. So this is fascinating reading and Brian Keating is a thinker and he's a professor of astrophysics at UC San Diego. How do your colleagues view you?
4: Well, I think some of them
1: view me with a little
4: bit of bemusement because, you know, this book is really a self-help book. It, it's, it's not like my first book, Losing the Nobel Prize, which is about a science...
1: Which I Nobel read, Prize. by the way, just for the record. Go yeah, on. Yep. You
4: did. You did. And uh, you got an A- minus a- on the uh, final exam. No,
1: I didn't. I, I got a C plus. Okay, you're very <laughs> sweet for saying that. Go ahead.
4: Grade inflation is real.
1: But yeah. in the case of
4: this book, which is a self-help book, Think Like a Nobel Prize Winner... I wanted to deconstruct the soft skills that scientific folks, such as my colleagues, often overlook because they they might denigrate it slightly and say, oh, that's not what a real scientist should do. As if people like, you know, Albert Einstein or Richard Feynman or others really neglected the soft skills. You know, there's an old canard about scientists, Dennis. How do you know a scientist is outgoing?
1: Go ahead. How?
4: Because he looks at your shoes when he talks to you.
1: Oh, God. Is, it, is that an in-joke?
4: Well, you know, they're, scientists are, yeah, it is in. It's introverted. Scientists are not known to be the most
1: extroverted. Right, I know, get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: So, but these laureates, Dennis, you know, when you asked me, they revealed that they spent as much time working on their soft skills, on their networking, on persuasion, even, dare I say, salesmanship, mm-hmm. as they did on learning quantum mechanics, general relativity, and the mysteries of the cosmos. So I think that's a lesson that I, you know, took from these individuals that just because you've achieved greatness, it doesn't necessarily translate uh, to other aspects of your life. And and I often would bring up with these laureates, you know, every four years we're told by seventy-seven Nobel laureates which of the Democratic candidates we should vote for for president. And the Nobel Prize carries this outsized influence on society. And I ask them, how does that make you feel? And how does winning the Nobel? How does <laughs> How does it feel when you receive this 3 a.m. phone call from the, you know, from the Swedish Royal Academy of Sciences? How do you react? What, what do you do the next
0: day?
1: Right. So the what's the answer? Quiz? What's the general answer? So
4: most of them, Dennis, I was shocked to learn, suffered from an affliction that I have, which is called the imposter syndrome, a feeling of, of severe inadequacy, uh, of, of actually not being up to the task. Of, of being, you know, kind of just randomly selected for this honor. And, and I was fascinated because I said, well, you know, that must have gone away after you won the Nobel Prize. And almost to a man, Dennis, they all said no. Winning the Nobel Prize made their imposter syndrome worse. And I really wanted to explore that in this book. That is one of the resonant themes in this book. And I think it comes from a sense of humility. And and the reason that they have it after they win the Nobel Prize, is because when you win the Nobel Prize, apparently, I'll never get one, uh, you may get one uh, for your work in uh, literature, but I will never get one uh, because of my books about it so far. But when they win a the Nobel Prize, then if you go to Sweden, you sign a log book and it says, "So and so, I've received my Nobel Prize, my gold medal, my check for a million dollars." And most of these men are incredibly curious, and so they take a peek back in the log book. Who signed this before me? And they see Albert Einstein, and they see Madame Curie, and they see Richard Feynman. and They say, "I am not worthy." And in fact, that's how it started. That's how the impetus began for this book. Barry Barish, who co-wrote the foreword, he won the Nobel Prize in 2017. He, uh, he said, I saw Einstein, and I said, I'm not worthy. And he said, I feel the imposter syndrome even worse after winning the Nobel Prize. And so, Dennis, I told him, guess what, Barry? Einstein felt the imposter syndrome. He said, he did? I said, yeah. He was inadequate. He felt before Isaac Newton. And before whom did Isaac Newton feel Inadequate, Dennis. Jesus Christ. He said his biggest regret was Isaac Newton's biggest regret is that he died inadequate compared to Jesus Christ, except in one uh, one way, which is that he died a virgin, which he thought was the most Christlike he could be. So this is a common theme, Dennis. No matter what you achieve, you can never really get into the promised land. And I, I found that so resonant with me. So it's a, you Jesus know, know
1: you know, this is truly interesting and, and revelatory to me. But I I have noticed in life that the best are less arrogant than the mediocre.
4: Yes, yes, and in fact, Dennis, you know what's so fascinating to me because there are there was one or two there were one or two laureates who said no, I don't have the imposter syndrome. I expected to win, uh, and and that's a subject for another day. But um, you know, it's hard to argue with somebody who has won this who is. You know, hailed as the next Einstein. That you know, they they should have more humility. But of course, you know, many of them do. But the thing that that you know also kind of achieved this this har- harmony throughout the book is is that when they did feel that they deserved it or something like that, it wasn't from a sense of arrogance because arrogance.
1: No, no, exactly. From, no, I understand exactly. They know their work. All yeah, right, I listen, understand. we got to do a part yeah. two in this. Brian Keating <laughs> is a special man, a special thinker. Uh, The book, I think, having heard this, is self-recommending to all of you. It's titled, Into the Impossible, Think Like a Nobel Prize Winner. And it is up at com among other places. All right. Good man. I'm honored to have him in my life. We'll be back in a moment. Okay, all Joe in Boulder, Colorado. Hello.
2: Uh, hello. Hi. Wait, is the mic
1: working? Say it again.
2: Uh, can you wait? Can you hear me?
1: I can very clearly.
2: Okay, cool. Um, so this was a while ago, but earlier you were talking about how people can't leave their house in Australia without a vaccine, right. and how this is because no, they can't even they leave with
1: vaccine. It.
2: They just can't um, leave. And how? Well, and you were saying that this is how to uh. Um, this is to get zero COVID cases, but your logic on why that was absurd was because it's impossible to tell because there's asymptomatic people. But, um, like, do you agree with me, Dennis, that polio is it, is it like, extinct virus in, in the U.S., right? There's no cases. Right. Correct. Most cases yes. of polio are asymptomatic. Right. But how can you? But by your
1: logic, then, how can you tell there are no cases? Because we haven't we haven't had a case in decades. I don't know okay. if we yeah. I, we did not know. But, wait, we did not know there were no cases within a year of, of the polio vaccine.
2: Yes, but what you, but your your logic was that it's literally impossible to do that. That's yes, it's literally it just,
1: impossible to do that at this time. Ten years from now, we'll know that there are no COVID cases but within one year or one year and a half of COVID blossoming, if if that's no one, If no one
2: comes in and tests positive, because people... But no, but everybody
1: isn't being tested.
2: Yeah, not everyone's being tested. Some cases will slip through the cracks. What they want is zero, like, actually report cases. Like, if no one is coming to the doctor in scale, like, oh, I don't know the hundreds of thousands of
1: people that currently are, um, right. So I, I don't know. Control. I don't know what you. Uh, I'm happy you called. I don't know what you're differing with me about. You you acknowledge that there are asymptomatic people. They won't go, go for no a doctor. You're saying that
2: there's no point to it. You're saying that there's no point to it because you. Can't no, tell. I, I
1: didn't. Yes, there's, there's no point to it because the price being paid by society is much greater than the price that the society would pay if they acted normally, like in Sweden, where you where you had uh, people who were very uh, vulnerable, quarantined, but not society. They had school the entire year last year for kids under 16. They went to class. The way Australia's handled it is a uh, borders on evil and certainly is stupid. But I, I, I that's a separate issue. You may agree with it or not. I, I, all I'm saying is there's no way to know that there are zero cases. Thank you for calling. We return.